Like so many others, who you are is largely a result of your past. We have so many positive and not so positive experiences that we start to doubt ourselves and our place in this world. Let the healing process start now. Welcome to Shift Happens with Karin Weary and co-host Ida Serena Lee. When you start to focus on healing from the inside out, you'll learn so much more about your own health, your well-being, and your state of mind. Once you've started on that, the rest gets a little bit easier every day. Now, here is your host, Karin Weary and Ida Serena Lee. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Shift Happens. I am Karin Weary, your host, and when I'm not here on Shift Happens, I am a licensed marriage and family therapist and uh, breakthrough life coach. So no matter where you are in the world, I can work with you to help you break through those pesky barriers that you have, that we all have, that we need to work through in order to really live our fullest and best life. Uh, Because you know what, here's the thing. Uh, We're born into this world and you know, as perfect little human beings, and the world is this big, wonderful place. And some of us are born into better circumstances than others. And sometimes we can get a little buried underneath different kinds of life circumstances. So, and that can really affect us moving forward in our life. And I'm going to talk about that today, as a matter of fact. Um, And because today I'm going to talk about the topic is, so you think you're with a narcissist. That is a word and a term, a diagnosis that's been ping-ponged around a lot, spoken a lot about here lately. Um, But before I get into that, uh, let me just share with you uh, how you can work with me and what kind of work I do. So I work with people who I tend to specialize in people who are struggling with anxiety, PTSD, and they just have a lot of stuff going on and just can't find peace, can't find calm and clarity. And this is what happens. Um, it makes life just a struggle all every single day is a struggle because it takes a lot of energy to try to plow through every day when everything seems like a disaster caught up in all of the what ifs and the catastrophes and whatnot and especially in this past year has gotten even worse with the crazy things that's going on in the world so i uh, work with people and help release that uh because it is actually possible And it does not have to take very long. The way I work with people, I use a very specific modality, a couple of very specific cutting edge modalities that really breaks through this. This is why I'm the breakthrough life coach Uh, in usually one to six sessions. And um, so I do have some programs that I work with people. I work with people virtually as well as in person. So again, like I said, no matter where in the world you are, I can work with you. You can find me on LinkedIn, on Facebook, under my personal page, under Insights Counseling Center. You can call me at 386-848-5170. And you can email me at w at insightscounselingcenter.com. So, you know, here's the thing that I've noticed over the years at that uh, people just love diagnoses 
And it seems as though there are different diagnoses that are kind of the trend uh, through different periods of time. There for a while, it was borderline personality disorder, and then it was OCD and ADHD. So we have all these letter words that that are flying around and seem to be very popular over different periods of time um, through my several de decades of doing this work. And lately, the last several years, I've been hearing a lot about narcissists and a lot of people that I work with and talk with, oh, so my ex or my my partner, my spouse is a narcissist and this, that, and the other. And I, I <laughs> here's the funny thing. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist, so I actually can, I am qualified to, you know, provide these diagnoses. And yet I am not someone who really likes to uh, put a diagnosis on people unless I have to, you know, for billing reasons. Um, and why is that? So my take is, again, from 20 plus years of doing this work and my personal uh, experiences is that apart from organic brain disorders, such as, which I believe uh, bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, uh, those are a couple of diagnoses that are uh, organic brain disorders. Um, that's that's a different ball game. Yes, they could definitely be um, spurred along by trauma uh, and high levels of stress. For sure, that will bring a lot of us to the brink of <laughs> of insanity. Um, but outside of that, really, uh, again, in my personal opinion, in my professional opinion, and work that I've done. Uh, Everything else is pretty much trauma-based. Anxiety, depression, PTSD, OCD, uh, narcissist, uh, borderline, um, you know, victims, abuser, addicts, addicts, you know, because here's the thing is that people who become addicts, they don't just use because they think it's fun. That They might have gotten started in it, you know, because it seemed like fun, but in reality, 99.9% of them, I would say, is, is basically uh, uh, self-medicating with the drugs, with the alcohol. And then there's all the other uh, uh, process addictions like spending money, eating food, um, sex, porn. Uh, you can pretty much put your finger on it and, and a lot of things can become can become an addiction. So, um, so what is the definition of trauma? Because a lot of people, they, they will tell me, oh, I had a great childhood and this, that, and the other, and that's great. Um, but I have a different uh, definition of trauma than what you know, a lot of people in general think of trauma. You know, people think of, okay, you were, uh, you were deployed, you were in active duty war, and of course, that's definitely trauma. Uh, not going to argue with anybody about that. But there are many other forms of trauma. Um, for example, let's say uh, people who witness somebody being hurt. So, um, so even people like who are uh, first responders, yes, they um, get used to it in some ways or another. However, 
just because you're a first responder and where you're an ER doctor or nurse or whatever, or what, you know, e, uh, what do you call it? The people who are in the ambulance, <laughs> um, you know, uh, firefighters, police officers, all that kind of stuff. Just because, yeah, you're, you're a tough guy, tough person who, you know, has been doing this for a long time. You're still a human being with human emotions. And we all have a point where we've seen just one thing too many, or it's a situation, you know, many times it could be, you know, oh, any situation with kids, seeing where kids got mangled up or whatever the situation is um, that uh, will cause the person to kind of have that trauma reaction. Um, it could be, you know, that you as a child, you saw your parents uh, fighting and arguing. Maybe your your parent, there was a parent that was a alcoholic or, or under the influence, or one of the parents had an affair and the tension between the parents and this, that, and the other. Uh, maybe one child in the family, and it wasn't you, uh, but it was one of your siblings that tended to be the scapegoat for one of your parents who they were always the one that your parent, you know, would yell at and this, that, and the other. So those kinds of things can also be what we call little T traumas. And the thing that really matters is it doesn't matter what you think now as you're an adult about what happened. What matters is it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks about what happened. What matters is, is how you felt about it at the time of the incident, because that is how it is frozen and stored dysfunctionally in your brain with everything that was going on in that moment. And this is why uh, many times, because that, that for you living through it, that's just your life. You know, that's just the norm for you, what you experience as the norm. And it may not be the norm. And many times it's something that, you know, as, as we grow up and we become adults and we go out and we start seeing other people's lives, other people's families, like, hmm, that's kind of interesting. That's, that's not like what my family was like. And I guess people live very different ways. And the thing is that now this is how you, your kind of, your baseline has been wired in. And, um, and how it shows up, uh, these kinds of, uh, whether there are many little T traumas or some big T traumas, um, they show up in how you function in your life, in relationships. How do you show up in relationships? Do you uh, kind of flare up with different things? And uh, what happens is that we have our own stories running in our head about what's going on, how we interpret the situation. And it's, we are actually really reacting to our, the story that we're running in our head. And this is where the discernment comes in. This is where it becomes really important for us to be able to zoom out a little bit and watch our own behavior and watch, okay, well, what was I thinking here at the time? Is that really what was going on? Uh, was that what the other person intended? Or was this just me that's running my story in my head? That's uh, uh, my story that's going on in my head is based on previous experiences that I've been through. So let's say maybe 
uh, growing up that, you know, I had a dad who would get very angry and it was kind of scary, not that he was abusive necessarily, but it was scary because I was little and he was big and he had a big, deep voice, you know, that was loud. And it was scary because again, I was little. This is not my real dad I'm talking about. I'm talking about an example. And so, you know, growing up with that, and maybe I was just a little bit more of a sensitive person, you know, and more of a sensitive child. So it would scare me easily when I heard him raise his voice. He may not even have been yelling at me. He could have just been firm and straightforward. And maybe now as an adult, when somebody, you know, raises their voice a little bit, now I'm you know, immediately scared and I'm taken aback and I either, I either um, pull back or I lash out, you know, to protect myself. And again, this could be not at all what is going on with the other person. There are just, you know, maybe they just come from a family. I hear this all the time. Oh, the, this person comes from a family where they're just very loud. You know, they're, they're a big family. They have big feelings. They, they talk loud and they enjoy each other's company and whatnot. <laughs> so when the person from there gets with somebody who it was a sensitive person who grew up with uh, a, a parent or a family where when it was loud, it was scary, that's, that's, that's going to cause some problems unless they figure out how to work together. So um, that's a long story to, to just talk a little bit about how um, – are maybe little t traumas are sh are showing up and, and causing problems in our current life. Um, yeah. So, uh, what is the point of a diagnosis? You know, why is it that people are so wanting to, when there's something going on in a relationship? You know, what do people do? Uh, not just in a relationship, going on with ourselves. We have a question. What do we do these days? We Google it, right? We go to Dr. Google <laughs> and, uh, and figure out what comes up when we put this information into Google and pull it up. So, so uh, a couple of things is, you know, is it, is it maybe an excuse when we want to look for a diagnosis? Um, you know, is the, these things get pulled up and it's like, oh, wow, they, that, the, all these these uh, points, bullet points that show up for narcissists, that's exactly the, the person that I'm with. And so the thing is, is does that make an, uh, a, an excuse to either for the person to act out? It's like, oh, well, they can't help it. They're a narcissist. So that's just how it is. Uh, is it maybe an excuse to, uh, you know, stay with a person who is behaving poorly? Kind of like an excuse, oh, well, they're a narcissist, uh, they can't help themselves, and I'm just going to have to learn how to live with it. I don't know. Uh, that's just something I want to ask to, for, for you to think about. What is it that is in you that uh, you feel the need to have a diagnosis to put on this person that you're with, which the reason why you're looking it up is because there's something going on that doesn't feel good. And that right there is what I really want you to pay attention to. How are you feeling in that relationship? Because if a, if a relationship is making you feel not good, then uh, there's a pretty good, and especially when it's not initially, 
But if it's persistent and it's happening over and over and over again, and you talk about it, it's not resolved. You talk about it, it's not resolved over and over again. Because, of course, every relationship is going to have a, some, a situation where, oh, I didn't like this. I was offended or I was hurt, this, that, and the other. Uh, but the sign of a good relationship is that you can bring it up and talk about it and feel validated and resolve it. So um, the other thing is, uh, uh, why is it that you want a diagnosis? Is is it maybe that you hope that, okay, once we have a diagnosis, then there is going to be a pill that's going to resolve that diagnosis, that thing that we have a diagnosis for, that will set them straight. And the thing is that, yeah, again, this is my personal opinion, there are some cases where um, medication can be helpful and it may serve a purpose. Um, but uh, it, honestly, uh, really, that for the most part, it's going to be always about ourselves being in a place where we're ready to, to actually do the work, own um, own our stuff, own our shit, you know, and and go ahead and move forward and do something about it. Um, and we're going to go into that during the next next segment um, about what can we do about it. So, and the thing is that unless this other person decides to take action, and here's the thing, it can't just be words. Words are pretty, they're really easy to, to formulate. And uh, this is the thing with people who are manipulative. They know exactly what it is that you want to hear. They will tell you exactly the words that you want to hear to keep you where they want you. And so it's not about the words that are coming out of their mouth. It's always, no matter who you're with, about the action that they take. Are they following through with uh, their words with action? And, uh, and that's really going to be the two biggest pieces for you to look out for in any relationship, let alone if you're starting to think uh, of, the, of the big N-word, the big narcissist word. Um, so anyway, so that is a little bit about how, um, what, are, what is the whole diagnosis situation and, um, and about trauma. Now, when we go to the next segment, we're going to talk about um, power control. We're going to talk about uh, lethality that, and, um, you know, what are some warning signs to look for. And um, yeah, so when we come back, we're going to just take a little quick break for to listen into a couple of messages. And then we'll be back with more about are you so you think you're with a narcissist. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Insights Dramatic Weight Loss Coaching Program is a transformational program healing you from the inside out so you can finally achieve your healthy weight for good by resolving the underlying reason why you've been holding on to the weight. The program features nine transformational individual sessions. You'll rebuild gut health and reduce inflammation. It's not a diet. Instead, you'll learn how to make peace with food and develop clean eating as a lifestyle. Visit InsightsCounselingCenter.com to find out more. Healy is a holistic wellness device used to balance and support the body's bioenergetic field. 
It can analyze imbalances on our physical, mental, emotions, and energetic fields and recommends programs and frequencies to bring them back into balance. For your complimentary analysis, contact Karin Weary at 386-848-5170. Visit her website at insightscounselingcenter.com or reach out to her at karinw at insightscounselingcenter.com. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Shift Happens with Karin Weary and Ida Serena Lee. Do you have a question or comment about today's program? If so, we'd love to hear from you. Call in to the live show at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to karinw at insightscounselingcenter.com. Remember that Karin is spelled K-A-R-I-N. Now, back to Shift Happens. Hello and welcome back to Shift Happens. I am your host, Karen Weary. And when I am not on here doing this fabulous radio show, providing all kinds of really important information for you, life-saving many times, literally, uh, then I am helping people in my private practice as a licensed marriage and family therapist and Breakthrough Life Coach, so where I work with people in person and online to help miracles happen in your life. Seriously, um, many times we just have to release some things that have happened in our life, and it requires more than thinking positive things and meditating and doing those kinds of things, um, because many times the way not many times, the way biologically that our brains are designed is that uh, events that happen that are, are troublesome to us, uh, we're scared, we feel vulnerable, and this, that, and the other, they're stored in the brain in a very different way than, you know, breakfast this morning or driving to work this morning or whatever kind of uh, scenario that you have going on, stored very, very differently. So, uh, it's it requires really working with the brain in a very different way. And it's not about talking through the events. 
it it's working with the brain <laughs> and and that's what i do i work with people where many times they will release events that have happened to them that continually cause them to behave and make choices that are not serving them in their life um in one to six sessions so if you want to reach out to me and learn more about how you can work with me i'd love to talk with you so today the topic is so you think you're with a narcissist and like I was saying before, uh, I, narcissists is a, a diagnosis that's been flying around and talked about a lot. And when I work with people and they mention the, uh, oh, my ex is a narcissist and this, that, and the other, it's like, okay, well, you know, um, that's all well and fine. But reality, in reality, it doesn't really matter what the diagnosis is. Really, usually when people, they say, talk about uh, their partner being a narcissist, it's the, the partner is an abuser. And, you know, what does that mean? Because when I first, um, actually, when I first graduated with my bachelor's degree, uh, my first job in the field was uh, with a uh, domestic violence. So I worked at a domestic violence shelter for four years, I think, four and a half years, something like that. And I was on the hotlines, I was getting the incoming calls, I was making outgoing calls, I was reading the police reports, I was running support groups, I was bringing uh, women and children into the shelter and, and uh, providing safe space for them. So uh, I, I got, learned a lot about domestic violence and what that is and what that looks like. Uh, and the, the, it sounds maybe a little odd, but... Domestic violence is many times um, overlooked as in um, relationships, you know, where there are things that are happening that are abusive are not um, looked as, as part of domestic violence because many times people, they think of um, domestic violence as physical abuse. And it is so much more than the physical abuse. Actually, uh, I don't know what the percentage is, but there, you know, all um, abusive relationships, all domestic violence relationships, they have verbal and emotional abuse going on. Uh, and, and some uh, domestic violence relationships have the physical abuse. So just because there isn't physical abuse doesn't mean that it's not an abusive relationship, that you're with an abuser. And... Here's the thing. There is this wheel uh, where it talks about, and it, it's divided up into eight pie slices. And each slice of pie, if you will, has a title. And these are all uh, non-physically abusive ways of behaving. And so I'm going to read through them so that you can kind of find out what they are. So one is, is the person you're with using intimidation? So making you afraid by using looks, actions, or gestures by smashing your things, destroying things that are, are yours, especially things that have meaning to you. It may be abusing pets, again, something that it, it disturbs you, um, displaying weapons, not necessarily even using them. Um, that's using intimidation. Uh, there is using emotional abuse, so putting you down, making you feel bad about yourself, you know, making comments to you, 
maybe talking about, you know, other women or other men, depending on whether it's a male or female, you know, calling you names, making you think that you're crazy, playing mind games, gaslighting, right? Humiliating you, making you feel guilty. So that's another, that's using emotional abuse. Then there's using isolation, you know, not allowing you to, to go places, checking the odometer on your car, um, you know, knowing exactly how many miles it is from one place to another, um, you know, uh, alienating your friends and family against you, maybe moving far away from your support network. And um, so that's using isolation. Then there's minimizing, denying, and blaming, blaming. Uh, acting like or making you think as though or denying that the abuse ever happened, um, you know, making it like, oh, it was not, that, that's not, that's not a big deal. You're just making things up um, and kind of making it feel as though, you know, they were just being funny. Oh, you're so sensitive, that kind of thing. All the minimizing, denying and blaming. It's all your fault. If you didn't do this, then I wouldn't have to, I wouldn't react this way. Using the children, either, uh, you know, wanting to, to, you know, threaten you that they're going to make sure that you don't get the children if you leave, uh, making sure that, uh, you know, really fighting with you about the children, you know, uh, if when you split up type of thing, that happens a lot. Using male privilege, like, oh, I'm the king of the castle, this this is my job as a man, this is your job as a woman, type of thing. Using economic abuse, preventing you from getting or keeping a job. And that could be done by, you know, going and harassing you at work, uh, causing a scene at work, uh, you know, doing things so that you can't get to work, like messing with your car type of thing when you have to get to work and, and you know, ending up so that you end up losing your job because of your lack of attendance or the drama that happens and whatnot. You're not paying attention at work, uh, making you ask for money, giving you an allowance, um, taking your money, uh, not letting you know about or have access to family income so that you really are restricted to, you know, not having little to no money and no idea what's going on with it. And then there's using coercion and threats. So either making or carrying out threats, um, doing something to hurt you, uh, threatening to leave you, uh, threatening to commit suicide or commit suicide if you leave, um, threatening to report uh, you to welfare, um, making you drop charges. That happens all of the time. You know, there is a scenario where the person is is scared and calls the police because you know they're scared of the person right now, and um, and then you know uh, the police comes out, the police report is is written and whatnot. You know, charges are are you know uh, charged against the person, and I can't tell you how many times when I would get because what happened at the shelter where, where I was working. I'm sure it happens all over the place, and still we would get all the police reports uh, uh, about domestic violence so that we could call the person who was designated as a victim and let them know about our services, that we're here for you. We have support groups. There's this hotline. You know, we have a shelter if you need. Are you safe? This, that, and the other. Just, it was doing outreach. 
And uh, so many times when I would call and, and speak with a person who was designated as the victim, it's like, oh, no, 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 that's that was just a misunderstanding. It was this police officer that, um, you know, was being over enthusiastic and, and whatnot. And so um, so that happens a lot. Um because maybe back in the honeymoon phase or whatever the situation is, or making you do illegal things. So those are all coercions and threats. Um, all of this is uh, what, uh, the, what the whole point of all of this, those of you who are on, on a visual, you can see that I got half of the wheel <laughs> uh, as an image, but uh, is all about power and control. And um, all of these done, things are done in order to, uh, and this is what I say, what happens when people, they're in abusive relationships is the longer they're in uh, that relationship, it, the, the, who they are, it's like, uh, is the essence of who they are is being chipped away little by little by little by little, like being chiseled away until you don't even know who the heck you are anymore. You don't even know how to, you think you don't even know how to think. You don't know what you like. You don't know what your opinion is about anything because anything and everything that you said is wrong. All of your emotions are wrong. You think wrong things. You make wrong decisions. Everything is your fault. You know, it rained today. That was your fault. You know, it, it sounds ridiculous, and then the thing is that people go, well, why didn't you just leave? Well, <laughs> that would be easy enough to do if it wasn't because there are emotions involved in these relationships. And, and the thing is that mm, ah, there's so many things that are involved here that for one, you know, you, you might think that it, this is just something for people who have low self-esteem and they're weak and maybe not bright or whatever, um, get into these relationships. But you, here's the thing that there are many people who are confident, you know, strong, all these different things, career people and whatnot, and who end up in a relationship that is abusive. And... Once you're in there, you know, you have emotions involved and you uh, love this person. You loved who they were, at least uh, the way they showed up in the beginning. And we had this, what we call cognitive dissonance going on in our head. There may be all this chaos and, and drama and whatnot going on right in front of us. Yet we had this other picture in our head of, you know, when things are good. Oh, when things are good, they're so good, Right. Or, you know, maybe it's that the sex is so good. Or maybe it's that, you know, um, you know, oh, gosh, they're so good looking. Or, oh, gosh, you know, if they're kids, my kids need uh, uh, a father or a mother, you know. And, uh, oh, gosh, you know, if I don't, you know, this is something else that's said a lot. If I can't have you, nobody can have you. And... So, you know, not even if that's not what's being said by the person who's the abuser, what happens is that we start to think that about ourselves. Well, who else is going to want me? You know, I'm this whatever this age is that you are. And I had these kids and this, that and the other is though where you become less and less worthy of love and, and have less and less 
um, value as a human being just because we're older. That is definitely uh, something to check in with yourself <laughs> about being a huge uh, giant misconception um, because, um, you know, we're all human beings and we are all, you know, in this life and we all really, what it all comes down to is everybody wants to be loved, right? And so we may have experiences in life where we didn't feel loved, we didn't, um, you know, and, and we felt neglected and this, that, and the other. We weren't loved in the way that we wanted to be loved. And so we may be more susceptible to um, being with somebody who uh, says or expresses, uh, acts as though they love us, even though they turn around and they, they uh, you know, tear us apart. And that's something that can be uh, very confusing, so I do want to make sure that I share this uh, hotline. There's a national domestic violence hotline that uh, is important to have because, um, you know, uh, even if you just want to talk and it's, you know, in the middle of the night or whatever time of day it is, it's good to have somewhere that you, somewhere and someone you can talk to if you don't have anybody else. If people don't understand what you're talking about and they're telling you things that you don't want to hear, well, you know, because you think that they have a certain agenda. Um, this is a neutral place to call and people who understand and know and are educated about domestic violence. So the hotline number is 1-800-799-SAFE, S-A-F-E. And uh, those numbers are 7233. So 1-800-799-SAFE, 7233. Um, so that's a good number to have even if it's not for yourself, but somebody you know, somebody that you start to suspect, hmm, I'm thinking that um, there's something strange going on here. You know, maybe you see changes in the person's, in a coworker or a friend's behavior. Maybe they're making themselves more scarce. Maybe they are, you know, used to be confident and, and be this bright light. And now you just see there's just this dark cloud over them. Because that's one of the things that happens when you, you know, are constantly being degraded and, and start to question yourself and, and whatnot. Um, so, so that is definitely uh, something that I would encourage you to, to have handy that phone number and to be able to either call it yourself or to give it to somebody because they can give you uh, information about, for example, like where are, when and where are their support groups? Um, if somebody needs a safe place to go to, like a shelter, um, they can just be there to talk. They can uh, help you find uh, advocates, um, uh, court advocates that can help you with getting injunctions and those kinds of things. So uh, we will be right back. We're going to take one more little break for some messages, and then we will be back to talk more about what are the lethality signs, what are some danger signs to know what the heck to look for um, to see if the words that are coming out of their mouth are and the behaviors are looking a little more scary and dicey that we have to take some real action right after these messages. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
Insight's Dramatic Weight Loss Coaching Program is a transformational program healing you from the inside out so you can finally achieve your healthy weight for good by resolving the underlying reason why you've been holding on to the weight. The program features nine transformational individual sessions. You'll rebuild gut health and reduce inflammation. It's not a diet. Instead, you'll learn how to make peace with food and develop clean eating as a lifestyle. Visit InsightsCounselingCenter.com to find out more. Healy is a holistic wellness device used to balance and support the body's bioenergetic field. It can analyze imbalances on our physical, mental, emotions, and energetic fields and recommends programs and frequencies to bring them back into balance. For your complimentary analysis, contact Karin Weary at 386-848-5170. Visit her website at InsightsCounselingCenter.com or reach out to her at KarinW at InsightsCounselingCenter.com. Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins looks at how natural healing and biological dentistry can safely and effectively treat most health problems. You'll hear about the innovations in both traditional and alternative medicine therapies with doctors and dentists, along with discussions with chiropractors, medical experts, homeopaths, naturopaths, and energetic healers. It's great to have all the best information in one place. And Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins brings it all together. Listen Thursdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health and Wellness. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Shift Happens with Karin Weary and Ida Serena Lee. Do you have a question or comment about today's program? If so, we'd love to hear from you. Call in to the live show at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to W at insightscounselingcenter.com. Remember that Karin is spelled K-A-R-I-N. Now, back to Shift Happens. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Shift Happens. I am so excited you were here celebrating this Tuesday with me. It's a beautiful day here in January in Central Florida, where I am. Uh, When I'm not here on Shift Happens, I am in my private office where I work as a licensed marriage and family therapist and breakthrough life coach. And I work with people to get truly breakthroughs in their lives. And, you know, things like uh, ending behaviors that are just not serving you, uh, people who feel stuck, you know, and and feeling anxious all the time. And, And for example, I had somebody that I was working with not long ago who had um, this thing that could not wear anything on them that clothes or jewelry uh, that was tight. Couldn't wear jewelry at all. Not a ring, not a necklace, not anything. And uh, with the clothes, it was always pulling on the on the um, collar of their of their shirt and always stretching. Even though this person bought loose clothes anyway, it was already big. He had this whole thing that he had to stretch it out and make sure that there was plenty of space in there. And he was like, "Oh my God, I know exactly where this came from." And I just cannot stop myself. And so it turned out it was from an incident when he was 10 years old where his father um, snapped and got 
so angry about something that had happened and went ahead and choked him. And it was such a huge shock and trauma to him, even though he knows that his father loves him and this, that, and the other, but he, he this stuck with him all these years. And um, we processed through it in two sessions and he was now able to not any longer have to yank on his clothes. He was able to put his hands on his on his uh, throat, which he had not been able to do before. Um, and he was just absolutely amazed at how different he felt. It's like this weight off of him. And he was so excited and so happy to be done with this because intellectually he knew this is crazy why am I stretching out my clothes all the time? This is crazy. But it's, again, you cannot talk your way through or intellectualize your way through a trauma like that. We have to work with the brain in a very specific way to help release it from the brain in the way it was stored dysfunctionally. And that is what I specialize in. I specialize in releasing these things from our brain because it, and you don't have to know exactly what the what the specific incident is. That's my job. I'll figure that out for you. But if you realize that you are having behaviors that are happening in your life that are not serving you and are just getting in the way of you being you, then reach out to me. I would love to talk with you. And you can reach out to me. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on insightscounselingcenter.com, my website. You can find me on Facebook, Karin Weary. You can find me under Shift Happens on Facebook. You can find me under Insights Counseling Center on Facebook. Um, All of those places. All right. So the topic for today is, uh, so you think you're with a narcissist. And um, you know, if you missed the first part of what we were, what I was talking about, and, and to me, uh, a narcissist is basically an abuser, right? Because the what what do they do? They're putting you down. They don't take responsibility for their behaviors and and all of these kinds of things. It's it's all your fault, you know. Uh, there's something wrong with you, and there's nothing wrong with me. I'm I'm fine. I'm perfect, and um, there's just no winning there's no moving forward with with somebody like that so what i teach everybody that i work with is to learn how to instead of trying to go with the brain and trying to you know go through all the filters and and categorize and this that and the other because to me whenever we are up in our headspace there's too much chaos too many too many filters to have to go through too many of honestly not even your own necessarily belief system but other people's beliefs and thoughts and and ideas that have been implanted in your head um and and are stuck subconsciously somewhere in your head that it's going through and that's this is why we do this ping-ponging back and forth the good the good the angel and the devil kind of thing but how can you cut through all of that clutter and chaos is by when you drop down into your heart, into your heart space. All of a sudden, all of that clutter goes away. And the answer is right there. So when you think about somebody that you're with, somebody who drives you crazy, <laughs> and, and, you know, uh, think about them. And then, uh, you know, you maybe have a simple question. Um, you know, is this somebody that I really need to be with? 
Um, yeah, it, you know, uh, is this somebody I need to continue to have a relationship with? Instead of staying up in your head, have that question, take a deep breath. And then drop into your heart. You can put your fingers, your hand on your heart just to help direct your attention to your heart space. And then ask that question, is this somebody that I need to continue to have a relationship with? And what do you notice? What is the answer that comes up? For the most people that I do this with, the answer is immediate. And it's not even a, a second thought about the answer that comes up. So uh, because when we tune into ourselves, it's really not about whether is the other person a narcissist or are they XYZ diagnosis or not diagnosis or whatever. Really, let's just make it simple. I'm all about making life simpler. We make life way too complicated. This is, this is what I always say. How do you feel when you're with this person? Do you feel like you're going crazy? Do you feel more anxious? Do you feel stressed out? Do you more of the time than those times when you feel good? Just because you feel good with this person sometimes, that's not enough to have a serious, committed relationship with someone who sometimes make you feel good. It should definitely be the majority of the time that you feel good when you're with this person. For Sure. And um, so I know it's more complicated than that. Uh, but when we really get to where we, um, we use that inner guidance as the compass of, as the touchstone of our relationships, all of our relationships in our life, then that is going to keep you out of so much stress, so much trauma, so many complicated, difficult life situations. <sighs> now, if we could just start teaching our children that right from the get-go, we would. I, I would not have to do the work that I do. <laughs> I can guarantee you that. So uh, the more you can do that, the better. But I, right now, I want to get, definitely make sure that um, you have a couple of signs to look for that if you're in, with this person and this is really getting to be a dangerous situation because this is no joke. Um, these relationships can get really serious and literally uh, we can talk about life or death situations. So here's the danger assessment. Um, has the physical violence increased frequent, in frequency over the past year? If you say yes, go ahead and put that down. Um, has these are this is a list of ten questions. So if you're just listening, you can uh, click yes or no um, and count how many yeses you have. Has the physical uh, violence become more severe over the past year, and or has a weapon or a threat with a weapon been used? Yes or no. Number three, has has the other person ever tried to choke you? Yes or no. Number four, is there a gun in the house? Number five, has the other person ever forced you into sex when you did not wish to do so? Yes or no. Number six, does the person use uppers or amphetamine, speed, angel dust, cocaine, crack, street drugs, or mixtures? Always makes this person more dangerous. Number seven, 
does this person threaten to kill you and or do you believe um, he or she is capable of killing you? Number eight, is he or she drunk every day or almost every day? Number nine, does he or she control most of your daily activities? For example, tell you when you can or cannot go out, who you can be friends with, or how much money you can take? And the last, um, have you ever been beaten by him while you were pregnant? So if you have, um, let me see. These are the uh, risk factors that have been associated with homicides. And, um, you know, so these are some of the things, whether they're, you're currently with that person or it's an ex and they're still doing this to really uh, start to be serious about what is going on and start to make some plans um, to have a safety plan. And that's something you can call the uh, domestic violence hotline um, and make a safety plan with them. And that number is 1-800-500-1119. That's the Florida domestic violence hotline. 1-800-500-1119. That's an easy number to remember. The national hotline is domestic violence hotline is 1-800-799-7233. All right, you guys. So uh, this is what I wanted to share with you today. Uh, this is my public service. <laughs> There's way too much of this going on and it's important that you stay safe. So, and especially, not just for you, but especially if you have children, think about what they are going through. It doesn't matter if the are fighting and arguing go, happens at night. Your kids are hearing and seeing and feeling every single piece of this. And honestly, they're better off being in a safe place than having a father or a mother who's being abusive. So that's my two cents on that. Um, uh, and that's up to you what you want to do with that. But um, so um, I just want to wrap this up for today that um, there is a way out. And if you have these uh, danger signs right there, um, you know, it, it, the, the sooner that you can get out of, of a relationship like this, the better. And um, because, you know, there are times where these things have ended up very badly, even after you have split up with the person. So um, and this is why yeah, knowing what the red flags are, tuning into you, your inner wisdom is what will put you in a safe place every single time to not even get into a relationship like that. So, uh, because again, when you are able to tune into your inner wisdom and love on yourself first, easier said than done, I know that, uh, but it's, we're all work in progress. Uh, we can uh, all be benefit from your particular talents because every single human being on this planet Earth have a specific set of talents that the world needs. So with that, I want to encourage you to go out there and shine your beautiful inner light. Till next time, take care. Mm -hmm.
Thank you so much for tuning in to Shift Happens. Please join host Karin Weary and Ida Serena Lee for another edition of our program next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We wish you continued success as you discover the true you.